All right, I, I haven't got time to mark this motherfucker. Here we go again. We can't hear anybody. Nobody can talk to anybody. Guest at Pressure Points, your two favorite hosts, I'm D, and this is Crunchery AJ. We're coming at you with Season 5, Episode 5, Smedley Butler and the Business Push, Part 2. AJ is once again finishing off in studio, so tune in and get ready. Find us on Instagram and Twitter at Points of Pressure. Well, turn the fucking thing off, you dumbass. Um... I will neither confirm nor deny. I'll pull a George W. Bush. <laughs> oh, God. You know what? Uh, just hypothetically, getting high and going to IHOP has been the best thing that's happened to me in the last two months. I initially wrote down um, country fried AJ. And then I was like, country oh, wait a minute. AJ. He said crunchy gravy. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> Crunchy gravy. Crun- crunchy. Crunchy. Lots of R's. It you got to put a... I, it sounds I, like a, a, the name of a six-year-old in Utah. Crunchy. It really does. I like to put as many R's in every <laughs> word as possible. God. When I'm in public. Oh, man. Well, we're back. We are back. We actually... So normally when we record a two-parter, we record them consecutively. Yeah. It's actually been a week, so really I forgot what we were up. talking about. I totally forgot this was my part two. Good. Well, now you know. Luckily, I already did the notes. notes. Yeah, yeah. Good thing you wrote them last week. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. yeah, how was your how's your week? So, I had an experience this hold, week. Hold, hold. Yep, crack open the DC. Okay. Now you can go. So, I had a, a bit of a, an experience this week. I was driving home from work on Thursday, and I had a hell of a week at work. And um, I get to a stoplight at, like, in, in Salt Lake. I, I get to a stoplight. It's a pretty busy road. And I'm the first one at the front of the line, I guess you could say, in traffic. So I'm right at the red light. Like, nobody else is in front of me. And I stop, and this SUV just flies up behind me, right? Okay. Now, I, now it took you me know. this yeah, long to remember I, that I you could told tell because you were, you were piecing <laughs> things together as I was talking. So this fucking SUV flies up behind me, and I'm at a red light. And I just got this car from my girlfriend, like, fucking two months ago, not even. So, she, this this lady comes flying up, slams on her brakes, her fucking tires squeal, and I'm just looking in my rearview mirror, and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And, uh, like, just a couple seconds later, I can see in my right side mirror, like, police lights and he's like slowly moving over and i was like i mean as anybody would obviously i just watched this lady go fucking ham on her brakes behind me she would be the one he would be pulling over but i see lights and i'm like oh what the fuck did i do now exactly you always assume it's you everybody always assumes that's it's them Mm -hmm. so i'm like oh my god really so i keep watching my rearview mirror and the cop gets behind this suv and he gets out. And I was like, what the fuck? And he's got his hand on his gun. She was white, so he didn't have his gun out. Yeah, she, um, he wasn't just shooting into the back of her yeah. seat. So uh, he's got his hand on his gun. And he was like, turn off the engine, turn off the engine. And I'm like, what? And he gets up to, to this lady's door. And she's this, like, 
40-year-old kind of cracked out looking bitch with I I didn't really get a good look at the guy that was in her passenger seat. Um and he walks up and he's like, "Turn off the engine." And he grabs onto the door handle and he just pulls on it to open the door. And it's locked and he's just like boom 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 pulls on it like three times and he's like, "Don't do it." And she's just laying on her horn at me. Really? Yeah, and I just hear him. He's like, "Don't do it! Don't do it! Are we gonna do this? Don't you do really want to do this?" That's something, yeah. Something and she's she like she's bouncing between looking at the cop, looking at the guy in the other seat, and she's just like frantic as fuck, right? And I'm sitting there, and I was like, "Bro, what the fuck is going on?" But the thing about me is that anytime something happens, and I have just a moment to like revel in the in the moment. I always get an intrusive thought. And this one isn't really what you would expect. I just start thinking, I was like, so, I mean, at this point, the light is turned green, right? And I'm just I'm just stopped because I was like, I don't know what the fuck to do. But I get this thought and it's like, what if you just drive away? <laughs> and I was like, okay. So I just <laughs> let off my brake, press on my gas go through the light and I'm like not even looking at the road I'm just watching behind me and this lady fucking stomps on her gas skirts around the corner she's out of there and the cop runs back to his car I was like I just started a fucking police chase <laughs> you did so yeah. within within the next like 100 feet I just like smile to myself and I go a cab bitch and I just keep <laughs> driving home oh, <laughs> it was amazing. the best I was like you know what fuck them like why not? It's not your job to aid yeah. well, a cop. That's the thing is like, one, I've read a lot about um, situations where property damage or like personal damage won't get paid out because of either like health insurance companies won't cover it if it was done, like obviously not because it was done by a criminal, but like they can't pay for the damages they've done and insurance won't cover it and people are SOL. And I was like, I don't want to deal with more fucking car problems. Like, if somebody <laughs> rear-ends me, I don't want to, like, get whiplash or whatever. No, fucking thank you. I'm no hero. Like, fuck. Yeah, I am not a hero. This is not my job. Uh, man with the gun, take care of it, I guess. Fuck you. God, yeah. whatever. No, sorry. Yeah. College dropout with a gun, yeah. please College dropout with a gun, take care of this. Military uh, discharged yeah, with a so, gun. Yeah, so... I uh, I'm officially an activist. I, I, I think guess. I think you're Antifa. <laughs> I think you're Antifa now. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was a most liberating feeling. I got home and I was like, "Fuck yeah!" And I still need to check the uh, the arrest records to see what it was all about. My guess Hell is yeah. that it was a hit and run, though. I'm thinking she probably hit somebody or did something earlier. And, and he was just following yeah, her? Yeah, he was following. Or he like he probably it. had his lights on. I just couldn't see because I was so far up. But yeah, so. Hell yeah. Here so, I am. Here you are. Uh, uh, better for it. Yeah. An Antifa yeah. agitator <laughs> flown into all these places, right? Uh, it's your boy, Antifa. <laughs> Antifa. You know what? Send us a message on Instagram if you need to... Thick white boys to come to any protest and just cause some havoc. Yeah, and they'll come and I'll bring stand a with their hands in their pockets. <laughs> well, yeah, probably. But, but yeah, yeah. yeah so that was my week. How was your week? 
Oh, God. I can't even think. My kimchi turned out oh, yeah. pretty good. That's pretty good. Nice. Considering I did not have the full <laughs> recipe for it. <laughs> Sorry, there was a cough there. Yeah, um, probably get cut out. No, it won't. Not oh, well. I'm gonna I'm gonna amplify it and add some reverb. <laughs> Jesus. Um, yeah. So, oh fuck, what did I do this week? Did I do anything? I don't think you've really done anything. You, uh, my you... fermented pepper hot sauce is ready. Yeah. Just waiting for my father to get here to I'm help gonna me be with that. meeting AJ's grandfather today and yeah. offending him thoroughly as much as I can. So I'm excited for no, that. No, no, you can't. Not until after the wiring is done. Oh yeah, it's true. Ah, uh, so so point. Smedley Butler. Let's yeah, yeah. Back to the the subject at hand. Let's recap. What do you remember vaguely about Smedley Butler? Okay, so uh, Smedley Butler was born to a judge and lawyer. He was born with not just a silver spoon but a golden spoon in his mouth. Uh, he dropped out of high school, joined the military, was promoted immediately because he's rich. Um. Went through a bunch of different, like, he did a couple campaigns down in South America, Mexico, wreaking havoc. Uh, He ended up hitting, like, general? I'm surprised I remember all this. Um, My phone's going off. Is it a phone call? It's time to clock out of work. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, he was a general. Uh... And he ran a couple platoons. He was in the Marines. That's what he joined, the Marines. And then he ended up kind of rooting out uh, corrupt police issues in Pennsylvania. Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Pennsylvania. Same Born thing, and raised. Yeah. <laughs> in the playground, okay. where I spent most of my days. You're getting me off track. I'm, I'm surprised I'm remembering all this. Um, and yeah, and then he he retired, and here we are now. Actually, no, he got pushed out, didn't he? He kind of got pushed out, kind of retired. And, yeah, this is where we are, right? Yeah, it's now the Great Depression. Daddy's dead. He yeah. Remember he tried to run for Congress? Yes. But since his dad died, nope. <laughs> Nobody supported him. Nobody wants anything to do with him. Yeah, he was a really interesting character because he would, you know, go around to do, like, training or, you know. Basically, nowadays, people would do, like, military-industrial contracting. During this time period, you go and train cops or lecture at universities or, yeah, try to run for Congress and fail multiple times. Yeah, well, what's next, the Senate? <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of high-ranking civilians <laughs> didn't like him, but a lot of, like, middle-class Americans and people in the military were like, okay, this dude's all right. And he had gotten, like, a bunch of Purple Hearts, right? Medal of no, Honor. He got Medal of Honor. That's he what got, it was. like, that, two of right. them. Yeah, he had a, Almost he had a got a third awards. if... if he was eligible for it at the time. He yeah, would have gotten a third. Been cool enough. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. He probably slept with somebody in his uh, bungalow in the Philippines. Remember? He was uh, temporarily relieved of command after an unnamed incident. In. Oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah okay that's right. There you go. You wouldn't shut up about it last week. Yeah, because I thought that he was fucking either sleeping with his comrade or his roommate or he was boinking off. They were all boinking off. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't blame him. I would have, too. I still do. Yeah. You're not even in the Marines. Let's be honest and human here, everybody. I 
touch myself sometimes. Stop. <laughs> Please stop. <laughs> You know I just what? go off on a fucking thirty minute tangent. Have you seen about the, the the photos from the BTK case? I don't know, but bring your grandpa down here. I need to talk to him about my masturbatory habits. Oh god, <laughs> I'm so glad he's not here. Yet. Uh, I no, I don't know of what the you need to you Google that about. on your own time. The BTK, the serial killer. Yeah, yeah, I know who BTK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is. They they found like his. Did you watch Mindhunter? Yeah. You know, the guy with the mask choking himself on the doorknob? Yeah, yeah that's BTK. Yeah. yeah, I know. You should look up the real mask that he wore. Oh, okay. It is ten times more frightening than that mask. R.I.P. Mindhunter on Netflix, oh, by same. the Ah, same. Rest and rip. I can... All right. Moment can, of silence. Yeah, yeah. Moment of silence. All right, that's it. Yeah, that'll get <laughs> edited out. <laughs> <laughs> so, now it's it's the Great Depression. People are not good. Did I go into the bonus army? Uh, it sounds familiar. Give I, a little... I just think I did. dip over it a little bit. Let's see. I'll tell you if I remember it. So, yeah. <clears throat> he became... Butler became involved with a bunch of veteran groups, especially during the Great Depression. They were trying to get a bonus that... World War One vets were trying to get a bonus that was promised to them from the... Oh, yeah. yeah. And then they went to Washington, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and they, yeah. they, they like, and had they all these little shut shanties... By the fifth best president of the United <laughs> yes, States. Yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Of course I remember. How could I forget okay. what Herbert Hoover would do? <laughs> right? I forgot that was his first name. <laughs> such a dumb... Okay. How could you forget? Unless your name is Herbert. That's such a dumb name. And even if it is, reach mm-hmm. out. I, w- I want to speak with someone named Herbert. Yes, please. Because you probably have a terrible life. Yeah, please share your childhood experiences. Surprisingly worse than ours somehow. Somehow. <clears throat> so... Oh, where was I? Okay, so Butler was supportive of FDR, which wasn't really what he was about until up until this point, because FDR was a very interesting president, and we could do a million episodes on this on this dude. So 1933, oh yeah, I, I kind of went into this, but this is a very good place to start off. Butler basically said, capitalism is shit. Oh, I don't like that you just... Fucking oh, sick no. I did not sick hile. I'm just, I like to gesticulate. <laughs> Capitalism is great. Oh, God. He, he put his hands up, but I couldn't see his left hand. <laughs> so I just see AJ. Sick <laughs> Capitalism is great. It's like, what no, the awful. fuck? Um, and oh, he, yeah, he said that he spent 33 years being a high class muscle man for Wall Street bankers and big businesses. He was done. Good. About so FDR time. comes in. Who? How old is how old is uh, this guy? Smeg, Smegma <laughs> Butler. <laughs> Smedley Butler was born in 1881. It's now in the 30s, so he's in his 50s. Okay, he's coming around. He's hitting old age. He's, he's hitting, hitting old age, but he's still years. very active. And <laughs> the the title of this next section is the corporate elite fucking hated FDR. <clears throat> so during FDR's inauguration, oh my gosh, there's something in my throat. <sighs> That's staying in. Great. During his inauguration, he had Washington completely locked down by soldiers and snipers. Okay. Because there were so many threats to just kill him, to just assassinate him. Which is crazy. <laughs> it's because insane. Yeah. He, it's exactly like today. If Bernie Sanders was elected president, the same thing would happen because people are so scared of socialism. Uh, 
It's fucking stupid. And we're not going to get into it, but it's because rich people <laughs> convince rich. poor people that the enemy is poor people, not rich people. Yeah, is the enemy is the people poorer than the poor somehow. Yeah, exactly. So, um, if you didn't know, this is a fairly pro-socialism podcast, if you didn't know. <laughs> Quite clearly. <laughs> If you didn't notice, based on my first story about how much I hate police officers, <laughs> yeah. we aren't very right-leaning in I this show. So, Despite AJ doing sig yes, in exact, studio. Despite that. <laughs> so, we, so he, had, he had Washington, D.C. completely locked down. Like, the most has been locked down since the Civil War at that point. They... The, the rich assholes figured, if we drop the gold standard, it's going to make our money worth less. Which, I mean, they're not wrong about inflation. Boo-hoo. <laughs> but, like, you have plenty. Yeah. Shove it out your ass. Going away from the gold standard would allow stimulus projects while increasing inflation, but creating a kickstart for the economy. Whatever. I'm not an economist. <laughs> you heard it here first. Oh, oh I, I literally have right here, rich people hate socialism and always convince the lower class assholes that socialism is bad, although it would greatly assist them. It's, it really would. Yeah, like, goddamn. So, beyond that, they also called him a class traitor because he came from money. FDR had some, had some dosh. God forbid. <laughs> and, uh... Wouldn't it be nice to have one of those nowadays, <laughs> a fucking class traitor? <laughs> oh, that would be amazing. Uh, so during this time period, we've talked about this before, and I love it because it's not talked about a lot, but like the American Nazi, the German-American Bund, the American Nazi parties are growing. Mm -hmm. Nat Arno, roughly in this time period, oh, is beating the shit Nat. out of Nazis. We'll, we will touch on some of the stuff that Nat Arno they was cross doing paths later. a little bit. Not really, but some of the people and some of the people, you know, the spheres collide. Yeah. So... There was the a Venn huge diagrams push. Yeah. just barely They overlap. barely touch. So fascism is like popular. They're like, yeah, fuck communists. Okay. We're okay with authoritarianism. If you don't know Nat Arno, go back to season two, Fighting Jew of Newark. It's, it's a really it's, good episode. It's one of my favorite yeah. ones. It's the only one I read an entire book for. Good job. Yeah. Because there's not a lot of good information about him. So... Among the Nazism, the fascism that's rising, which is really familiar, you're going to see a lot of parallels from here on out. It also became very anti-Roosevelt. It's very, this guy is the devil incarnate oh, and course. the worst thing to ever happen because he's giving people jobs. And so, oh, here we go. So in America, we're going to touch more into the American rising fascist parties because I didn't go into it very much with Nat Arno. So there were a lot of groups who were inspired by the brown shirts, you know, the German, like, paramilitary stuff, the Nazis. I should just say Nazis, not German. <laughs> the Nazi brown shirts. So they created, a group was created called the Khaki Shirts. They were pro-Mussolini. Okay. And all of these groups were active in the United States. Uh, the Silver Shirts were a Christian militia based on the Texas Rangers, the super racist <laughs> Texas Rangers, they stockpiled weapons in 46 states. What? For a violent overthrow. Oh my God, dude. What the fuck? We got the gray shirts who wanted to remove the communist teachers from schools across the nation. That sounds real fucking familiar. Surprise. If, if you're just tuning in, we are not talking about 2022. Not at all. This is like <laughs> 33, 32. <laughs> yeah, really though. 
So there was also, <laughs> of course, the white shirts. Oh, no. I can only guess. They wore the Crusader cross on their chest. Of course they fucking did. And they wanted a violent takeover of Washington, D.C. They wanted to storm the Capitol, find anybody they could, and murder them. Jesus. (laughs) And hang them. So, god damn, this is sounding really much, much more familiar than when I did these notes. Very interesting. I think I I read about all this happening (laughs) last week. Weird. So, J.P. Morgan Jr., actually loaned Mussolini $100 million. What? Just said, here's $100 million, Mussolini. Go have fun. What? He also refused to pay income tax to the United States government and publicly called to undermine Roosevelt whenever you could. Don't pay your income taxes. Don't pay any taxes. What the fuck? Send money over to Mussolini. It's much Jesus better to have fascism. Christ. Yeah, that is a direct loan yeah. From J.P. Uh, Morgan Jr. Like, oh my God. A hundred million dollars in, in the 1934? Ish, yeah. During the Great Depression. During the Great Depression, a hundred million dollars could have completely, if J.P. Morgan Jr. said, here's a hundred million dollars, let's create jobs. Oh my God. They could have, oh my, yeah. Like, could you imagine how different it would have been? Okay. He could have ended the Great Depression. Pause. I want to find out how much fucking money that is now. My guess is I don't billions. because I have no idea if this number is adjusted. <laughs> I I mean, when I, I the, the source did not say oh. this is adjusted or this is not adjusted. It prob- it's probably it's probably adjusted. not adjusted. I think it might be a hundred million dollars back in 1933 would be like oh that would be billions fucking yeah billions. So this is probably billions. adjusted to today. I'll check. We'll see how obscene it is. It's like three trillion. I'm like okay, okay yeah, yeah, never yeah. mind. No, no, I'm I'm pretty sure this is adjusted. Yeah, probably. But still, that's a fuck ton of money. That's insane. Yeah. So now let's get back to Smedley. Good old Smedley. I hate his name. God. Also, this is a mess of an episode. It's fine. It's getting there. It's setting the scene. We honestly, we've had four really good episodes in a row. It's about time we have a mess of an episode. So a guy named Gerald McGuire. Not Jerry Maguire. <laughs> Gerald McGuire. We're crossing everybody off the list. <laughs> this guy was a bond broker. He worked for the uh, American Legion, which I brought up in the last uh, the last episode. And he was like, hey, Butler, people like you, come make some speeches for us. And it was really like, I mean, Smedley Butler was all for it because he was like, hey, you guys need to be treated better. You're veterans of literally World War One. Like, this was horrible. But every time he went to do a speech, Gerald would add a little bit on the end. He would, like, tack some on to his uh, his speech at the end and say, hey, you should say something about how FDR is bad. You should talk God. about the gold standard. And Smedley Butler was like, uh, okay, this guy's trying to manipulate me for something. I wonder what his end game is. And since I'm retired and don't really have any good job prospects, let's <laughs> just see it. what happens. Yeah, we'll, we'll dip our toes, I guess. So I think I think it was on their their second or their third meeting. McGuire approached him with a plan. He so, said, "Sorry, oh, oh, you sorry got to it? interrupt." Uh, basically, two point one billion dollars. Okay, so probably, so it's probably adjusted. adjusted. Yeah. So now figure out the backwards. What's one hundred million dollars today in nineteen thirty four? Okay, or three. Cool. I'll find out. So no, you. Well, you should probably pay attention to this part. Oh my god! You, I know. I'm so needy. so many things. I'm so I'm so needy. But this is where it starts to get spicy. Okay, one sec. One sec. Okay, I'm gonna finish okay, this. Okay. Uh, 
Uh, uh, I just dropped my phone. Oh, God. We're falling apart. Cancel the show. <laughs> this is our final episode. One, two, three, one, two, three. Can't fuck. Calculate. Uh... Four million eight hundred and six thousand. That's a shitload of money in nineteen thirty four. Yeah, I was gonna say uh, during the Great Depression, so he probably gave them five, he probably gave Mussolini five million dollars, and that was just a quick, easy conversion to hey, a hundred million dollars, yeah, probably. But even then, five million dollars during the Great Depression. Yeah, like pre World like, War Two at that. Yeah, like that's. That's, That's some fucking fat war money for the Italians. Technically, I think it was before the gold standard went away. Oof. That is on the gold standard, I'm pretty sure. Jinkies. So. Okay, yeah. So. Okay, second or third meeting, McGuire shows up and says, hey, I got a plan. I've got 500,000 veterans as part of the American Legion who totally would support you if you marched on Washington as their leader. Okay. And we got a little slush fund. We got a little cash for you to spend on this. Uh-oh. Paid for by the American Liberty League. Oh, no. Whose members included DuPont, J.P. Morgan oh, Jr., fucking God. Robert Clark, Grayson Murphy, and the chief executives from General Motors, General Foods, and Birdseye. Holy shit! Yeah. They had this kind of... You know, like the American, paid for by the American League, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. You see those on political campaigns yeah. all the time. And if you've seen John Oliver, he talks about how they're all scams, essentially, to, to you know, sway public opinion yeah. completely Show by lying. American company, quote unquote, American companies that are sponsoring the event. Yeah. More well, it's to hide yeah. the corporate. So, you know, you don't say DuPont paid for this. You say. Yeah. The American Liberty League yeah, yeah. paid for this. So some of the richest, wealthiest people oh in America God. were part of this. And they and they were willing to financially back up this uh, this group. As of long course as, they were. As long as Butler marched on Washington with 500,000 veterans. Oh, my God. So here's the plan. They had a budget of $30 million in the time period. Lots of money. They also had a deal with Remington Arms who would supply each one of them with a rifle and ammunition. Ugh. Another rich bitch fucking asshole. So the idea was you march on Washington and you depose FDR under the guise that his health is failing. So you keep him alive as a figurehead, but because of his failing health, they're going to create this brand new position in the government under emergency powers called the Secretary of General Affairs. And Smedley Butler would be the Secretary of General Affairs. Okay. And that's essentially another word for Chancellor of the Reich. Yeah. It, it's... Yeah. yeah every, all of the power. It, be- it becomes a dictatorship under these emergency powers. Yeah. Basically, he becomes uh, the man behind the curtain that isn't FDR. FDR shows face, but this dude tells him what's yeah what's going to be released what we're going to do fdr he makes, just makes he has the all the power and fdr yeah. says jesus yeah so this was the plan and you know what during the great depression with an army of 500,000 people and uh all the weapons you could want and 30 million dollars yeah. that easily could have yeah could have uh you know been very successful very quickly it could have been an axis power it, imagine fuck. if january 6th <laughs> yeah imagine if january 6th last last year Whenever that was. 
Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Imagine like if they had a yeah. hundred million dollars and five hundred thousand people. Jesus. And guns. Well, more guns. If only yeah. they had more than one brain cell. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thank God. So, Smedley Butler is like, hmm. I'm connecting the dots here. Turns out the American Legion was created by the people in this this uh, American Liberty League uh-huh. to be a resource oh. of veterans. It was created to be controlled by the wealthy elite so that they basically have members of the general public, but those who will, who are better than the rest of them. You know, they're they're kind of on elevated because they're veterans. Yeah. They have a little bit more respect. They, you know, they're treated a little better. People will listen to them more likely, especially during this time period. So they, they basically also have fucking war and combat experience. They also and... have PTSD and want to go. A lot Jeez. of them want to go back to can't live on their own and yeah. want to go back to this. Oh I need to be taking orders kind God. of thing because all of the mental health problems weren't even considered. Jesus. Yeah. Okay. Smart. <laughs> I gotta say, if I was a rich bitch in the, you know, born in the late 1800s, that's smart. That, yeah, it really is clever. It's uncanny. It's terrible, but it's really fucking clever. Yeah. Let me, let me check the time. Okay, we're doing perfect. We're doing perfect. Hey, Grandpa! Hey! (laughs) So, Smedley Butler says, let me think about it. Uh Uh-huh. And he does the one redeeming action. He tells FDR about it. He goes to J. Edgar Hoover. Fucking yes. I Even, hate J. Edgar. I hate J. Edgar Hoover. He went to the right person for this. He went to the right person. Yeah. He he understood where to go. J. J. Edgar's response was, are they black? <laughs> <laughs> or gay? Yeah. Yeah. Black, gay blacks? It's like, no. Okay. okay, okay. So he goes to J. Edgar Hoover. J. Edgar Hoover takes him seriously. He says, this is a major general, a Marine who's been in multiple wars, and J. Edgar Hoover goes directly to Roosevelt. Well, J. Edgar Hoover probably looked at it and was like, well, if I don't do something about this. This guy will whoop my ass. There's a good chance that this guy's going to go to somebody else and it'll become a problem. God, fuck oh, that's him. I, I hate J. Edgar Hoover. <laughs> Golly, he's such a piece of shit, dude. But, yeah. It's they... so sad that he and the best president in the United States share the last same last name. Yeah, yeah, so sad. <laughs> and and the best vacuum brand. Yeah. <laughs> So they sent this, Roosevelt immediately said, let's send this to a special committee. We have a special committee already set up, and I love it because all of these old names were horrible. It's the Special Committee on Un-American Activities, comma, Investigation of Nazi Propaganda Activities, comma, Investigation of Certain Other Propaganda Activities, comma, otherwise known as the McCormack-Dickstein Committee. Jesus, this sounds like a one of our old episode titles. It really does. Fucking <laughs> like a paragraph long. So this group itself could be an episode, this committee Jesus. and what it was doing at this time period, because it seemed like the government definitely knew that the Nazis were a problem, that the Axis powers basically were going to be an issue. Yeah. Because they they were they were investigating they knew that the Nazis were sending a shitload of propaganda into the US. They knew the rising oh, well, I'm American sure. yeah, they were uh, able to see it first. Nazi yeah. parties were there. Well, because... I mean, they filled up Madison Square Garden. Yeah, Gardens, I was going right? to say they weren't very quiet about their movement. Yeah, but they were specifically, how is this information getting into the yeah. U.S.? Okay. What can we do? Facebook. So, 
1930s Facebook. <laughs> Pretty much. Which I was getting in. So immediately they started investigating it, and they actually, yeah, they actually investigated these claims. But <laughs> it God. was basically put out like in a press release, hey, we're investigating this thing. And immediately, who did thunk? All of the newspapers started running ads about how the whole idea is a hoax. Ah. <sighs> Jesus. Because guess who owned the newspapers? Oh, I fucking wonder. J.P. fucking J.P. Morgan. Morgan. All of these people. So it was like front page New York Times. The business pushes a hoax or whatever. They didn't even call it that at the time. But it was just everything's a hoax. This is fraud and Smedley Butler should not be listened to. Wow. Day dude. one. Like they knew it was coming. <laughs> Jesus. So the committee interviewed Butler mm-hmm. and got, got his whole story. And I you can find them on... Uh, Wikimedia has a section on declassified government documents. You can find them on there. Um, and they also brought in McGuire, the guy who, like, recruited him and yeah, the, interviewed the him. Yeah, the Tom Cruise movie, yeah. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then they said, that's all we're going to interview. What? You know, all these rich, like, big, big names well, that you put course. in here? Yeah, of course. We don't have enough evidence to pull yeah. any of them in. No, they have enough evidence, but they also they don't have the fucking means to pull them in because they're funding these projects. But like they still said, we're still going to investigate. We're just not going to pull them in for interview yet. Let's see what happens. Uh, they very soon after released their final report where they stated there's no question that these attempts were discussed, were planned, and might have been placed in execution when and if the financial backers deemed it expedient. Uh, McCormick himself of the committee said later on that it would have probably succeeded if Butler didn't warn us. Yeah. They would have probably done this. Well, yeah. Like, they, I mean, they, they had everything in place. Yeah, they, and they were going under the guise of being the American Legion with mm-hmm. a bunch of vets. Like, Yeah, they, they basically said this oh would have worked. God. Guess guess how many people were prosecuted? Uh, six. None. Oh, of course not. Yeah, of course. Jesus. So nobody was prosecuted for this. In fact, the final report mysteriously had six pages <laughs> deleted. Oh, of course And all of them mentioned the specific names of the people in the American Liberty League. Those pages were actually discovered later on. Oh. Like in the 70s or 80s or something, but there are still certain sections missing. They're just blacked out with a magic marker, so we wouldn't have been able to fucking see it anyway. No, no, I actually, I, I found them. It was like, oh, it was you did? really weird. Yeah, I, I was able to see the deleted pages because it seems like somebody just like took them and was like, I'll throw these, I'll burn these later. Forgot about it. <laughs> and then somebody went through an attic and was like, why does this say uh, the, the Special Committee on Un-American Activities, comma, investigation Nazi <laughs> propaganda activities, comma, and investigation to certain... Other propaganda activities, comma, McCormick Dixon. Grandpa, what committee. the fuck is this? Yeah, and then, like... Why is this in your attic? Some Somebody who was collating these on the Wikimedia found some of the seven pages on Goodreads. Mm. Like, so they must have been scanned in somewhere, yeah. and then a crawler found them, and they were able to... F- I don't fucking know how, but... I mean, I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> it... Smedley Butler was pissed... Oh, my God. And basically the, you know, from front page, this is a fraud, to the official report, page 37 on the bottom, one paragraph, yes, this wasn't a fraud. You know, oh, that's wow. that was the Jeez, newspaper dude. response. 
What the? F- so nobody even knew about it. Yeah, Most I mean, of the majority of the people read it on the the front that this yeah. was a fraud and said, "Okay, that's the end of it." Well, and on top of that, like to put something just that far back in the newspaper with just like the most tiny anecdotal like one sentence thing, it's just like totally discounting it and then jp morgan and dupont and everybody's able to say well we did say that it wasn't a fraud yeah exactly god dude and uh, now we're gonna get basically smedley butler did nothing else of note for the rest of his life he was old he basically said fuck this i'm gonna retire gone from history i mean i'm sure he was involved in in some stage of World War II, um, but he didn't really do a lot, which was fine. He he did a lot of shit. Jesus he was probably right PTSD. The dude fuck. had his hands in everything. Yeah. So he there is a theory that those pages were removed and deleted from the official report because FDR struck a deal with DuPont and and uh, J.P. Morgan and well, all those people. Surprise me. Because they were the biggest people saying, no, fuck your new deal. You know, the new deal with FDR. Yeah. Fuck that, and we're never going to let that pass. And if you pass that, then we're going to rise up and, you know, all yeah. this all this stuff. They were basically saying, don't do that. But soon after this report was released with the seven pages, the New Deal passed. Oh, yeah, totally. And they, and they stayed pretty quiet on it. So I'm pretty sure, yeah, FDR went to them and said, I can have you executed after being tried for treason. Or we pass the New Deal, and I go down as one of the best presidents. I mean, it could be that, or he says, listen, I'll give you, like, this little bit of leeway within a bill, within a bill, within a bill that's going to benefit you, which I feel like is always the case. Like, I will never give someone in power the benefit of the doubt. No, never. Um, But, yeah, just say, hey, fuck off. I'll do this and this. You can... Put down one of your. You can put down J.P. Morgan Bank, down for a fucking billion dollar PP loan, whatever. Mm-hmm. Just let us pass it. That kind of shit. It's like okay, I can well, totally see fucking that. figures. So later on, VFW Commander James Van Zander spoke out. He spoke to the press that he was also approached by he called them agents of Wall Street about leading a fascist dictatorship under the guise of a veterans organization. <laughs> Jesus he Christ. Literally. So another oh, person comes yeah. out and says, you know, after this does verifies not really. it. I say verifies it because of the lack of media coverage. Yeah, yeah. If they did full page, you know, coverage. Oh, hey, this happened. Mm-hmm. Then I would say, oh, maybe this guy's just doing it for attention. But the fact that it was so, so unknown. So tiny uh, that nobody really had gone over it. Yeah. So I, I to me, this is like they were actively still, even though Smedley Butler said no and brought this attention to it they were still trying to get the ball rolling trying to find somebody some vet some high up military ranking person who would be a good figurehead because obviously the figurehead is FDR to the dictator Smedley Butler who is a figurehead to the ruling elite like they don't care who it is as long as the public will somewhat support it as long as they're running it yeah yeah exactly so imagine if, if whatever deal FDR struck with them didn't work and just yeah we we would have been an axis power like 100 <laughs> percent. the uk would have been demolished oh yeah because they they couldn't take it from both sides like they'd be fucked 
What have you? France was already fucked. Have like, you read or seen any stuff for what is it? The Man in the High Castle. Vaguely. The Man in White Castle. The Man in White Castle. Harold and Kumar. Is that me? Oh <laughs> no. Uh, I, I, is it the Man in the High Castle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's on my list of stuff to watch. It's a well, Philip K. Dick book, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's based it, on. It's based on the on the book. I haven't read or watched the yeah, show. It's about the Nazis yeah, taking, winning essentially. Yeah, alternate universe of the Nazis winning and taking control of everything. Mm-hmm. It's on my list. Yeah. we they would have had an alternate universe of the U.S. not becoming an Axis power and them winning. It's just crazy. It's crazy that shit how... like that shaped the fucking like the world where it is right now. It's yeah, like fucking um, wild. like if Smedley Butler didn't draw awareness to this to the government. Like, if you're going to say, hey, government, this is happening, they wouldn't have known. Okay, fine. Then, then, I fucking take it back. You got it out of me. I got He's you. He's an okay guy. He's redeemable. Slightly. Slightly redeemable. He came around at the end. He did, yeah. Because, like, so the New Deal wouldn't have passed. Yeah. And eventually they would have found somebody. They would have just said, eventually, fuck it, we'll just take whoever. Yeah, and they would have got 500,000 vets. Yeah. Jesus, dude. Yeah, it, it would have been yeah. fucking with guns, bonkers. yeah, and a armed. budget and a, a logistics $30 million budget. budget. Yeah, I think. Uh, Holy shit! They that that five hundred k group would have become the the Gestapo, essentially. Uh, yeah. it, they would have become the the secret police. Jesus, that's fucking crazy. But I'm not done. Oh, okay. That's the end of the business push. But I looked a little bit more into this committee. Because uh-huh. it was really interesting. Let me check the time. The American the... Legion? No, no. The uh, the Dick Stein, McCormick Dick Stein oh, Committee. Oh, okay. Mostly because Dick Stein is a funny name. Yeah, Dick Stein. So Dick Stein hated Nazis. He was out about it. Not a lot of people during that time period were outwardly saying, like choosing a side and saying, this is, Nazis are bad for some reason. Yeah, well, I mean, at what point... Were they really even getting the information as to how bad they truly were? And I mean, yeah, like you you can see any of their fucking propaganda. You can see what they're preaching. It's bad. But, but at the time, everyone was really fucking like right-wing Christian communities. Mm-hmm. There are people fucking walking Washington with red crosses on their chest, like big walking around like they're fucking crusaders. So... I'm sure a lot of people weren't very outspoken against it. Yeah, they were probably because saying, they just yeah, didn't you know what? I don't like idea. black people in Yes. Yeah. I was like, going to say, like, the state, I can get behind the this state guy. of the country Jesus. back then was vastly different than how it is now. I mean, well, well not vastly, but... <laughs> but like, it was different. They also didn't have that information at their fingertips all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, that's the only thing that changes it. Yeah. So I, I really – it does not surprise me that people weren't just outright shitting on a group that they really didn't know. Like, yeah, now we're aware of what the Nazis did. But this is fucking – This is pre our involvement. This like 10 years before we even got involved in World Pretty War much, II. Pretty much, yeah. A little less, but yeah. Yeah. I mean like what, yeah. eight years right eight, around there? Eight, yeah, yeah. Think so. Crazy though. Five to eight years, depending on. It doesn't what excuse part of the their no, behavior no, by any means, but it's still it's so fucking wild to see that people were just like, oh yeah, 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 the, the fucking yeah, brown coats. Like what the fuck? 
The brown coats? I don't know. Brown shirts. Brown shirts. So, <laughs> the, the brown coats are coming! Dick Stein was one of the few, like, government people who would, uh, who actually drove awareness of the German-American Bund that Nat Arno was beating the shit out of. Uh, he was one of the few people okay. who were like, hey, these guys are bad. Like, they're talking about overthrowing the government. They're talking about, like... Setting like we, you know, even worse segregation than was already there. <laughs> what we've already got. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're like bring back slavery that we just got rid of fifty Jesus years Christ. ago. Like, so fucking nineteen thirty father's dream. This guy also pushed heavily for increased immigration from people who were fleeing Hitler. He was constantly saying, "Hey, these people are fleeing Hitler. These people are Jewish. They're being targeted." We sh- we need to open our borders. Wait a to minute! People fleeing this war. You mean to tell me he was supporting bringing in refugees? Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Yeah, now he's you completely fuck, discredited. Yeah, fuck anybody that is like, no, don't let those refugees in. Fuck you, okay? <sighs> Fucking, I hate that shit. Like, let them in. Let people, just let people be. Let people have. A sense of safety, at the very least, to yeah. get away from those bad areas. Especially people who Especially, are being bombarded by propaganda. Yeah, I mean, that in, says we will kill you. Yeah, 1930s Germany. Like, imagine. So, did they open the borders? Did they eh, take in refugees? A little bit. Not, not, not a ton. Nearly as much. Not as they nearly as much. Have. But he was the pushing force behind it. Uh, he also was. Uh, he so there were limited you know the way immigration works there are limited spots of people who are allowed in and stuff he would actually in exchange for money so he's not completely a good guy but he <laughs> if if a german immigrant came up to him and said hey i need or contacted him and said hey we need to get in there mm-hmm. he would say okay send me some money i'll get you the immigration papers yeah. start coming over and he did he, he he let in like thousands of people beyond what the capacity was supposed to be. I think he was forging the paperwork. I mean, probably. That's probably why he needed to, like, I mean, not needed. No. But, but why he was getting some of the money was he was utilizing it to... To actually forge yeah, to actually and, and create get them stuff. the shit they needed. So this guy, in the 90s, followed the Soviet Union, comes out that this guy has been on the NKVD payroll, which is the group that went on to become the KGB. <laughs> The what? entire time. What? Through this entire time period. The reason he was so anti-Nazi and pushing anti-Nazi rhetoric and laws That's, in the government he was so is mad. because he was being paid by the communists who hate yeah. Nazis, oh, as I say man. now. Dude. No, nah, it's okay. You were doing a swipe. <laughs> okay. Very good. Um, so he was a big part of the red push. He was fucking feeding. Oh, my yeah. God. I so love it. He was involved in basically breaking up the German-American yeah. bond. It turns out he was paid $1,280 a week Oh, for information on, well, spy, oh, God, that was weird. This probably oh, did it died. die? Oh, yeah, it did. Um, so he was paid that much money a week for information on the German-American Nazis, information on the Nazis themselves. Like, yeah. what have your intelligence people picked up? Like, <laughs> Damn. Just, just anything they could get their hands on. And he was paid for year, decades That's by so these guys. Because basically it was the NKVD, and then they became the KGB, and he was still on the and payroll. And they're payroll. like, yeah, we'll keep paying him. Like, whatever. <laughs> he's, he's getting people in. We're fine. 
Yeah, so fantastic. I love wow. the entire time. I love it when somebody, you know, pivotal in a role was an was a communist spy. It's wow. the best. That's that's crazy. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. Not that's bad. pretty fun. Yeah, holy shit. Okay. So that, that's Smedley Butler and the business push, the time we almost became an Axis power. <sighs> and I'm not talking <laughs> yeah. about last week. Yeah, we're not talking about we're not talking about January 6, 2021. We're not talking about last week. This is this is a good 80 years. What? Not even 80. Fuck. 90 years ago now. Yeah, 90 years. Shit. Hell time flies yeah. by when you're yeah, fucking Yeah, so it turns miserable. out rich fucking assholes are always Have the problem. Always been rich fucking assholes. <laughs> yes. Oh, it's oh, it's God. it's fun. So you got the Patreon? Oh, do I? Oh, do I? Oh, do I? That's how I should have said it. Hold on, I'm I'm organizing my notes. Okay. I'm gonna close that. So you know, I I hope you had fun. I hope you all enjoyed yeah, good this, Thomas. I hope you're feeling better. Um, yeah. Oh wait, that's Absolutely. the wrong window. Okay. Abby, AJ's third nut. Lindo, D's Nuts, Not me. Nordic Thunder, Toddle Waddle, Dark Runner, Haley, and Casey McFacey. Thank you guys so much. Thank you, thank you. You let us, you know, do this show. Yeah, you keep the lights on. You keep me motivated. Yeah, and it is truly, truly appreciated. Um, yeah, as usual, reach out with feedback, recommendations, questions, concerns, feedback, Questions and concerns. Feedback and find concerns. Find us on Instagram and Twitter at Points O Pressure and find us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash forward slash points o pressure and we will catch you guys next week. <laughs>